Welcome to the journey home, perfecting the art of connection through internal family systems. Hi, my name is Angela Carter and I'm your host. I'm the author of Give a Flying F About Your Thoughts They Matter and Releasing Trauma with Love. I'm also the creator of the Advancing Heart Protocol, a process to activate the parasympathetic nervous system to create safety in the body and then release and recode its emotional charge. I'm the director of the Consinity Group, which hosts three therapeutic services, the Trauma Release Centre, a neuroscience-based therapeutic service, the Phenomenal Therapist, an online self-led IFS group therapy community, and Consinity, where I support health professionals to thrive in their jobs and their lives through the integration of internal family systems. Now, some would describe me as a mother, a grandmother, a daughter, sister, friend, therapist, even a lover. But I describe myself as a sacred being, a warrior of the truth and a status quo disruptor. You see, I'm really passionate about everyone having access to -to up-to-date therapies and interventions that return them to their natural state. I call it the journey home. I'm an IFS informed practitioner and have over 100 hours of training under my belt. And I've also been in the trenches and done my own work and it's an ongoing journey. I'm not a purist when it comes to models, but I do love IFS and I integrate IFS into most areas of my work. For those of you that don't know anything about internal family systems or IFS as we all call it, IFS assumes that we are multiplicity beings with the healing energy of the self. And the self is the part of you that knows exactly who you are and what you want. It can't be damaged and it already contains the wisdom to heal internal and external relationships. So come on a journey with me and build a deeper connection with your inner world to illuminate the directions towards the life of your dreams through sacred messages and internal family systems. I bring you this podcast to connect with your sacred warrior, to attune yourself to self-leadership and reveal your innate gifts and call in your ideal reality by accessing and harmonizing parts of your psyche that have claimed your life. So let's begin today's journey. Welcome to IFS Sacred Healing Podcast and I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast. It's quite enlightening when we really get to understand our internal system. So today's episode is all about IFS. So internal family systems is a powerful and innovative approach to psychotherapy and personal and spiritual growth. It was developed by Dr. Richard Swartz in the 1980s. It draws on systems thinking and the idea that the human psyche is made up of multiple parts or sub-personalities. So each with its own unique traits, beliefs and behaviours. The IFS model is based on the premise that each of these subpersonalities has a positive intent, even if its behaviours may not always serve our overall well-being. So, for example, an anxious part of ourselves may have been formed as a way to protect us from perceived threats. 
but also may create stress and tension in our lives. IFS seeks to help us heal and integrate these different parts of ourselves, promoting greater self-awareness, self-compassion and personal transformation. And through the process of unburdening, we are guided to identify and understand the roles of our various sub-personalities. And we really do start to work towards achieving a more harmonious and balanced internal system. In this podcast episode, we'll explore the principles and techniques of IFS including the idea of the self and the importance of building a strong relationship with one's core self. We'll also examine the research behind IFS and just hear a couple of case studies of individuals who I've worked with who have had profound healing and growth through this approach. So join us as we dive into this fascinating world of internal family systems and discover this powerful healing method that can help you achieve greater self-awareness, inner harmony and overall well-being. So let's start with talking about one of the key principles of IFS. And that principle is the idea of self-leadership. So according to this principle, each person has a core or a true self that serves as the center of their being. This true self is characterized by qualities such as compassion, wisdom and calmness and is capable of leading and guiding the various parts of the psyche. In IFS, the goal is to help individuals access and strengthen their true self so that it can lead and heal the various parts of themselves. This involves developing a strong relationship with self, learning to recognize and understanding the roles and behaviors of each part, and working to unburden any parts that are causing distress or dysfunction in the system. Another key principle of IFS is the belief that all parts of the psyche have a positive intent, even if their behaviors may not always seem beneficial. For example, a part of ourselves that engages in self-destructive behaviours may have formed as a way to cope with past trauma or protect us from further harm. Through IFS, individuals learn to identify and understand the positive intent behind each part and work towards integrating these parts in a way that promotes overall well-being. People often ask the question about the different techniques that are used in IFS. So IFS has its own framework and uses various forms of techniques. Some of them are guided visualization, meditation, and dialoguing with one's parts. In a typical IFS session, an individual will be guided through a process to access their true self and engage in a dialogue with the parts of themselves causing distress or dysfunction. And through this process, individuals can gain greater insight into their internal system. And from that, they develop a deep sense of self-compassion and understanding and really do work towards achieving greater balance and harmony within themselves. Now, research has shown that IFS can be highly effective approach to various mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, and trauma. And I certainly know in my practice that people seek out IFS for these reasons. So by promoting self-awareness, self-compassion, and self-leadership, IFS can help individuals achieve greater resilience, emotional regulation, and just really getting a deeper sense of self. Often a question that my clients ask is, but how are parts formed? 
So parts have developed in response to various life experiences, including trauma, attachment experiences, and cultural conditioning. Some common examples of parts include protectors. So these are parts that develop in response to threats, either external or internal. For example, an anxious part might develop to help protect against potential dangers or threats to one's safety, both externally and emotionally. And then we have the managers. These are parts that help to manage and control various aspects of one's life. For example, a perfectionist part might develop in response to cultural conditioning or early experiences of criticism or rejection. Exiles are really vulnerable parts. These are parts that hold painful or traumatic memories or emotions that the individual is not able to process or integrate fully. For example, an exile might be a part that holds the memories of a traumatic childhood experience and has been pushed out of awareness to protect the individual from overwhelming emotions. So as I stated before, that the formation of different parts can be influenced by a variety of factors, including early attachment experiences. So early attachment experiences with caregivers can shape the development of parts, particularly those related to attachment and emotional regulation. Traumatic experiences can lead to the formation of protectors and exiles designed to protect the individual from further harm. And when it comes to cultural conditioning, cultural norms and expectations can shape the development of parts related to identity, self-worth and social belonging. But the key element of IFS is recognising the positive intent behind each part and developing a strong relationship with one's true self. Another question that I often get asked by my clients is, how do I identify a part? Because often we believe it's just us being us. Why would we know about a part? So one way to identify a part of one's system is to pay attention to thoughts, emotions and behaviours that feel out of control or disconnected from one's true self. So for example, a person may notice that they frequently experience anxious thoughts or feel overwhelmed by feelings of guilt or shame. These thoughts and feelings may be associated with a particular part of the psyche, such as a protector or an exile. Another way to identify a part is to pay attention to patterns of behaviours or responses that feel automatic or habitual. For example, a person may notice that they tend to withdraw or shut down in social situations. This behaviour may be associated with a part that's developed as a way to protect the individual from discomfort or potential harm of social interaction. So as I've already said, the goal of IFS is to encourage you as an individual to develop a strong relationship with your parts and really connect to self, self energy, this healing energy that we all have. So for example, a person might be guided to engage in a dialogue with an anxious part and they might ask the part, what's its positive intent? What is it trying to protect them from? And explore ways to unburden the part and to help it feel safe and supported. And through this process, the individual can learn to recognise and work with the various parts in a way that promotes self-awareness, self-compassion and inner harmony. I'm sure that most of you who are listening will be aware of what we call polarisation. 
So polarized parts are two or more parts within an individual's internal system that have conflicting beliefs or desires. And these parts are often in opposition to each other and may be experiencing that internal power struggle which really does create internal conflict and tension. For example, imagine you have a part that wants to be successful and achieve your goals but you also have another part that feels anxious and overwhelmed by the pressure to succeed. These parts may be polarized and with the success seeking part pushing forward and the anxious part holding back, I'm sure that many of you have experienced that or may still be experiencing that polarization. Another example of polarization might be that you have a part that craves connection and intimacy but you also have a part that's afraid of being vulnerable and getting hurt because that's happened to you in the past in relationships these parts may be polarized and so with the connection seeking part pushing forward and the fear-based part holding you back. Polarization can be tough because each part is trying to pull you in a different direction. And this can result in feelings of confusion, ambivalence and just feeling stuck. The individual with the success-seeking and the anxious part might work to understand the positive intent behind each part. So the success-seeking part may be trying to help them achieve their goals and feel a real sense of accomplishment, while the anxious part might be trying to protect them from potential negative consequences such as failure or rejection. So by unburdening each part and helping them feel safe and supported with the internal system, a person can begin to integrate these parts in a way that promotes both success and emotional well-being. And similarly, the individual with the connection-seeking and the fear-based part might work to understand the positive intent behind each part. The connection-seeking part may be trying to help them form really meaningful relationships and feel a sense of belonging, while the fear-based part may be trying to protect them from potential harm or rejection. And so by working to unburden each part and help them both feel safe and supported, these parts again will be integrated and then the person ends up feeling deeply connected and emotionally safe. So along with polarization, I'm sure that you can all identify with inner critics. I know that mine <laughs> can have quite vicious voices at times, but as I've got to really understand them and their positive intent, they're pretty quiet most of the time. But inner critics are parts of our system and you would have heard some of the inner critics that I've been speaking about on previous podcasts. And they really do criticize and judge us, often hurting a younger version of ourselves without realizing it. And we call this the criticized child who takes on the critic's beliefs and holds deep-seated feelings of shame, doubt and inadequacy. And this part often develops due to negative experiences or criticisms that the individual experienced in childhood, such as being told they were not good enough or feeling unsupported or unloved by their caregivers. The criticized child part can be very powerful and significantly influence your thoughts, feelings and behaviors. It may constantly berate you, telling you that you're not smart, capable or lovable. It may also lead to you engaging in self-sabotaging behaviors or hold you back from pursuing your goals and dreams. 
So in IFS, the goal is to work with the inner critic and the criticized child in a compassionate and understanding way, helping you to understand the origins of the part's negative beliefs and emotions and develop a more positive relationship with them. You will also learn to appreciate and love who they are more fully and ultimately leading to greater self-esteem, confidence and inner peace. Now, as I said before, with internal family systems, we believe that all parts have a positive intent including inner critics, because the inner critic is often there to protect you from potential harm, such as failure, rejection, abandonment or disappointment. Critics believe that by judging and criticising you that they can motivate you to work harder, perform better, avoid making mistakes. However, in reality, these parts can create more harm than good as they can lead to feelings of shame, guilt and self-doubt. So just imagine for a moment a person who struggles with low self-esteem and has a real strong inner critic. This critic may show up as a voice in the head that constantly criticizes their every move and makes them feel inadequate. So through your IFS, we might work with the voice of that inner critic, explore the positive intent behind the part. And as we do this, a person might discover that the critic is trying to protect them from potential harm or failure or rejection, and that they believe by criticizing them, it can motivate them to do better and to stay out of danger. As a therapist, I might also help that individual access and connect with their true self, which can provide a sense of inner calm and safety. With the support of the true self, an individual can then engage in a dialogue with their inner critic, helping it feel heard and understood. Now often people, when they start working with their inner critic, have other parts of their system that are really scared of their inner critic. So we ensure those parts are safe before we start to access the inner critic. So by working to unburden the critic and help it feel safe and supported, we can then begin to integrate it into the system, creating harmony. Often a question that I'm also asked is because my clients are so surprised when they access parts, not even know that they existed. What they also ask is, does a part know that self exists? So the answer to that is generally no. Parts of the psyche can get frozen in time and hold on to traumatic experiences from the past, even if the individual has grown and developed into an adult. And this can happen when a traumatic experience overwhelms the individual's ability to cope, causing the mind to freeze. And it freezes the experience in order to protect the individual from further harm. So as a result, these parts of the psyche may not be aware that the adult self exists and may continue to operate as if the individual is still in the traumatic situation. So for example, a part may continue to hold on to feelings of fear or helplessness, even if the individual is no longer in danger. 
So in IFS, the goal is to work with these frozen parts to help them release the trauma and integrate it into a more cohesive and functioning whole. And this is done through witnessing with a compassionate heart, helping the exiled part and its protectors understand that the individual is no longer in danger, that they can be released from the dangers of the past. And this is beautiful to watch and unfold. And with my clients, I see them move forward with greater emotional stability, resilience, and a real sense of knowing who they are, really connecting with self, which of course has a real positive impact on their well-being. Now, IFS has been around for over 40 years, but there's still little research. But there is research in terms of the effectiveness of IFS. So one study published in the Journal of Consulting and Clinical Psychology in 2013 found that IFS was effective in reducing symptoms of depression, anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder in a group of women who had experienced childhood trauma. The study also found that the benefits of IFS persisted six months beyond the therapy sessions as ended. Another study published in the Journal of Psychotherapy Integration in 2017 found that IFS was an effective treatment modality for treating trauma-related symptoms in groups of adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. The study also found that IFS was more effective than the traditional cognitive behaviour therapy also known as CBT, in reducing symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. There was also another study in the Journal of Marital and Family Therapy in 2018 which found IFS was effective in treating couples' conflicts by improving their communication and emotional regulation skills. So while the current research on IFS is still limited, the studies that have been conducted so far suggest that IFS can be effective in treating a range of mental health conditions, including trauma-related disorders, anxiety, depression, and couples' conflicts. Further research will help to establish the effectiveness of IFS and its unique contributions to the field of psychotherapy. But I have to say, in my practice, it's been highly effective. So I'm just now going to give you a few examples of clients I have worked with and obviously for confidentiality purposes the names have been changed. So I want to talk to you about Sarah. Sarah was struggling with intense anxiety and self-doubt that had been present for most of her life. Through IFS therapy, Sarah was able to identify and worked with her inner critic part, which was constantly berating her and telling her that she wasn't good enough. And through compassionate dialogue with this part, Sarah was able to understand that it was actually trying to protect her from rejection and failure. And as she learned to appreciate and embrace this part of herself, Sarah found that her anxiety began to dissipate and she felt more confident and self-assured than ever before. Now I'm going to talk to you about John. Now John had a history of childhood trauma that had left him feeling disconnected from his emotions and unable to form close relationships. Through IFS therapy, John was able to identify and work with his protector parts and these had been trying to keep him safe from further emotional harm by numbing his feelings and pushing people away. And as he learned to understand and appreciate these parts, John was able to gradually access his emotions and connect more deeply with others. 
He found that he was able to form meaningful relationships and experience joy and happiness in ways he never thought possible. And now I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Maria. Maria had been struggling with depression and a sense of no purpose in life for many years. And through IFS therapy, she was able to identify and work with her exile parts, which held deep-seated feelings of shame and unworthiness. And through compassionate dialogue with these parts, Maria was able to understand that they were actually trying to protect her from the pain of rejection and failure that she felt as a child. And as she learned to embrace and integrate these parts, Maria found that she was able to rediscover her sense of purpose and meaning in life. And she felt more fulfilled and content than ever before. So these are just a few examples of the profound healing growth that can be achieved through the IFS approach. And by learning to understand and work with these various parts of ourselves, we can gain a deeper understanding of self-awareness, self-compassion and ultimately find greater peace happiness and fulfillment in our lives. I love IFS and it's a modality that I integrate with many other modalities and it really does help us get a real sense of self. IFS therapy can really help us all to understand and work with our internal system in a way that promotes overall well-being. This involves simply accessing our core self, our true nature the healing energy that we all possess, providing us with a real sense of inner calm and safety. And with the support of that self-energy, we can engage in a dialogue with our parts, helping them feel heard and understood, and working towards integration in a way that promotes a real deep level of self-compassion and a high level of self-worth and self-esteem. So ultimately, IFS can be a powerful tool for personal and spiritual growth and for healing and helping us to develop a greater sense of self-awareness, self-acceptance and resilience. And now, as always, I'm going to take you on a little journey accessing your internal system. So let's begin by finding a comfortable and quiet place where you won't be disturbed for the next few minutes. Take a few deep breaths, breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth. And as you breathe in, imagine that you're breathing in calm, and relaxation. And as you breathe out, imagine you are releasing any tension or stress from your body. Now bring your attention to your body and notice any sensations you might be experiencing. Just observe these sensations without judgment or trying to change them in any way. And as you continue to breathe deeply, I invite you to bring to mind a situation or experience that you've been struggling with lately. It could be a difficult conversation, a decision you're facing, or just a general feeling of stress or anxiety. Notice how it feels in your body. 
as you observe this sensation, notice if any parts of you are showing up. Perhaps you notice a part that feels anxious or worried, or a part that is critical or judgmental. Whatever parts are showing up for you, just observe them with curiosity and openness, without judgment or trying to change them. Now imagine you are sitting in a comfortable chair and in front of you is a door. This is the door to your internal system where all your parts live. Take a deep breath and imagine yourself opening the door. And as you step inside, you see that there are many different parts in this room, each with their own unique personality and energy. Just take a few moments to explore this room and just notice what you see. Now I invite you to find a comfortable place to sit in this room and as you sit down notice that there is a part of you that is showing up more strongly than the others. It could be an anxious part you noticed earlier or perhaps a critical or judgmental part. With compassion and curiosity I invite you to approach this part and introduce yourself. You may say something like, hello, I see that you're feeling anxious. I'm here to listen and understand what you're going through. And as you engage in this dialogue, Remember to approach this part with love and compassion, recognizing that it's just trying to protect you in its own way. Listen to what it has to say and offer support and understanding. Just give it space to be there. As you continue to engage with this part, notice how it responds to your compassion and understanding. You may find that it starts to relax and let go of some of its tension and stress. And finally, 
I invite you to thank this part for showing up and doing its best to protect you, offering it words of gratitude and appreciation for all that it does for you. Take a deep breath, slowly bring yourself back to the present moment. Remember that you can access this internal system and engage in dialogue with your parts at any time, whenever you need support and understanding. And I hope this brief meditation into your internal system help you to understand and connect with parts in a way that promotes healing and self-compassion. Well done. Thank you for joining with me today and if you like this episode you can subscribe, like or share it with your friends, loved ones and colleagues. If you want to stay connected with me or to find out a little bit more about what I do, you can find me at my three websites, traumareleasecenter.com, consinity.co and phenomenaltherapist.com. You can also connect with me at my Facebook, Phenomenal Therapist, A Journey Home. And if you'd like to purchase any of my books, you'll find them on Amazon. And if you would really like to continue this journey and receive a complimentary digital copy of my book, please feel free to contact me at any of the websites that I've mentioned. I also have a free resource for you if you'd like to experience the internal family systems journey in the comfort of your own home. And again, you will find that at phenomenaltherapist.com. If you want to access affordable live group IFS therapy, join our Journey Home community. You will find us at phenomenaltherapist.com. So thank you for taking the time to share this journey with me. Until the next time, listen for those sacred messages.